I'm Brandon. I'm an Arsenal fan. I'm Greg, and I'm a Chelsea fan. I'm JD, and I'm an Atletico fan. And this is... Indirect Kick! That's all right. Why are we doing terrible French accents? It's because it's not coming home. And I am your host, Brandon. I have always it's I have always been French. I don't know where anyone would think I was rooting for England. That's dumb. Let's uh, say the whole name. That's my whole title. And with me is an old voice. You know, he had to come back. Uh, we had to bring out the OG. He was a little scared that Brian was going to replace him. Good job, Brian, last week, by the way, or this on Tuesday. But Juan Diego's back. Juan Diego, a.k.a. What do you want your a.k.a. to be? Uh, I don't know. Greasy, <laughs> crazy man in Madrid. And, you know, all the, all, the, all, the, all the things that I've been. All right, all the things he... Also, he... I think, uh, all, all, also, not that this matters, but I think I just crushed my super sweet mic. I didn't realize that. Now I'm sad. hope it still works. Um, don't Sorry, this sit on sad your... moment for the podcast. Don't sit on your microphone. Anyway, uh, we'll figure that out later. Um, we have the World Cup semifinals to talk about. But first, there was some big news that happened this week. Um, Ronaldo, Ronaldo... Um, is no longer a Real Madrid player. He plays for Juventus. Do you want to have some word? This affects you the most. So if you want to say something, you could say something. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, I mean, you know, wow. Um, I, when the story was first, when there were, when there were whispers of it, uh, I was like, great. Because, um, well, I don't know. I mean, I don't... Speaking, like, honestly and genuinely, like, I'm definitely happy because I think that this means that Real Madrid won't come even close to being as good as they were in the last few years. Like, it's going to take... There's going to be a significant nosedive in their quality. Um uh, there's rumors that Hazard is going to probably be the guy to replace him. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, yeah. <laughs> isn't However, it great? Isn't it great that Greg isn't here? So I, so he doesn't punch me in the face for laughing at him. That's yeah, so yeah, funny. Yeah. It's like the two rivals, our two rivals, are like just getting destroyed. Um, but Hazard doesn't come even close to Cristiano Ronaldo's quality. So you know, we'll see. I mean, whatever. They're Real Madrid. They'll they'll probably unfortunately figure it out. But. But uh, but anyway, I mean, I don't know. I think that it's like, I do have to say, and I think I mentioned this to you already, uh, I did develop a little more respect for uh, Ronaldo in the last few months, only because, I mean, not only is he just super good, and he seems to always have this, like, you know, hungry, this hunger for winning and, and, and competing, but... Feel like at the end of it all, uh, Ronaldo saw the light. He realized that you know it was like he saw Real Madrid for who they were. Um, 
which was basically a club that didn't really, I mean, obviously they paid him tons of money, and maybe you could argue he was being like a a drama queen, but basically it was like, he. I think the biggest reason he left was, at first it was about just like they didn't pay him as much as they pay like Messi or even like Griezmann. He was getting, He had a much lower salary than they did. Still, he made millions, though. He made, like, $20 million a year. <laughs> um, not all. I think the biggest reason he left was just because, like, he felt like the club didn't really appreciate him very much, which might seem absurd, but then when you start to, to kind of dig deeper into it, um, it becomes a little bit easier to understand. So, like, basically, like, for the past two or three years, despite Ronaldo consistently and always delivering, uh, Florentino Perez, the president of Real Madrid, he kept making moves to basically replace him. So Ronaldo just kind of got more and more angry about that. He just felt like it didn't matter. It didn't matter what he did, you know. So anyway, you know, I I, I like I like Cristiano more. You know, he's no longer longer my enemy. Well, um, so I feel we, good. We kind of talked about this. Is like with, we talked about it with Neymar and the diving stuff. Is like. Neymar is more hateable. Yeah, Neymar is more hateable than Ronaldo now, and it's like I feel like Ronaldo. I'll, I think I said I think I said this on the podcast. Was like he's in this part of his career, or like almost like a LeBron James part, where it's like even the people who hate him are like, ah, he's really good though. So all right, it's like this begrudgingly. All right, yeah, he's he's good. We'll, we'll admit yeah, yeah. it. But yeah, um, no, that's how I feel. For sure, especially after that performance against, like, against. Well, I mean, obviously there were plenty of Champions League performances we could highlight from last year, um, but then of course you know the his performance against Spain in the World Cup was nuts, and it's just sort of like you know, how can you not you know take a bow? You know, how can you not sort of say like, all right, you mother effer, you are good, you know, um, very very good, um, and I also just think it's poetic that like you know. He went. He ended up going to the team that, like, you know, he scored that legendary goal in, in the. I guess it was the quarterfinals against Juventus, and like the whole stadium erupted in applause, and not even just like you know, a reluctant applause. It was like, basically, like a, a, a an uproarious, thundering applause. It was almost like they had scored their own goal. Um, and then you know, of course, there was a whole controversy in the second leg. About the penalty, but you know, I just think it's kind of poetic that it's. Oh like, yeah, let's know. go. Let's let's debate that again. You can yell at us about. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> but all I'm saying is just like you know, I think it's kind of poetic that he went to Juventus. You know, of all the teams he could have gone to, I feel like that's like that's a good one. So you know, I, I, I positive feelings about Ronaldo. I wish him I wish him well, except when he plays against Atletico, of course. But otherwise, I wish him well. Okay. Well. um... I think we can move on from some a loser from Portugal who's not in the World Cup final uh, and move on to the semifinals of the World Cup. Um, so uh, I, I'm going I'm to start chronologically. It's not because uh, uh, our friends Jim and Sean apparently think I'm just English. So they're just like really talking all that shit to me. So they're just like, there's not coming home, bro. It's like, I'm, I don't care that much. Like I was rooting for them, but I wasn't like... It, I didn't want to kill myself or anything. It was fine. But anyway. Um, That's how Sean treated me Like after Spain got knocked out. He was like, I'm so sorry Spain got eliminated. I'm like, it's fine, dude. Well, I know he was nice to you. He was like, oh, do you need Do you need anything to you about Spain? He was he, To me, he was like, England lost. You must, you must want to die. He's like, no, I don't. 
<laughs> I'm going for France now. Um, but we'll start with uh, with France and Belgium. Um, France. Uh, well, the first we I said on the last podcast on Tuesday before the the semifinals, I said three two. I thought it was going to be a classic. I thought it was going to be more like the Argentina game because I thought Belgium was going to push France more. Uh, the first twenty five minutes, they probably did, and it was a little more open. But then France got into their groove, their anti-football groove, quote-unquote. And then it was a lock after that. Um, so they won one nothing off of Umtiti. Umtiti, funnest name to say in the World Cup. Umtiti. Mm-hmm. Uh, of a header, right, right off a corner. Matuidi. That's a good one, too. The friends, that's, that's why you got to root for France. They got fun names. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they won one nothing. Well, You can go ahead and give your thoughts on the game. Oh, um... No, I mean, I agree with everything you've said. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, I think that France... It is interesting that people are saying that France is like this very defensive team now, because I didn't necessarily think of them as a defensive team, both in the lead-up and then throughout the World Cup. I think they're just a very complete team. You know, they they just have all their all their screws in the right place just everything's just well it's just they're just a very well put together team i i agree with that i think they are i do think they played more defensive but i think if they have to attack they can and they're i think they're very with mbappe uh just like with his youthful like i'm 19 energy just all around the field (laughs) um like they have they they're so dangerous but like they're not gonna attack you if they don't have to and, but they're so right. they're still so dangerous with Griezmann and Mbappe, and you know maybe one day Giroud will score in the World Cup. Who knows? But I mean, he hasn't played bad, but he hasn't scored. Um, he looks great though. Right. I mean, you know, if you watch like the Argentina France game, there, you know, that was not that was certainly certainly weren't playing defensively. I think you know, obviously, we're laughing about Courtois' remarks about France playing anti football, but it's like Belgium is an offensive attacking team. What other kind of style of play should France play if not a defensive style? That's the that's the that's the proper response for Belgium's style of play, and it worked, you know. So, yeah, I mean, I think that there were, you know, France. There were a lot of chances that I think France could have capitalized on. You know, I mean, your boy Giroud missed like an Iguain esque chance. Yeah, well, that um, was blocked though. No, it wasn't blocked. He just sort of he well he like I mean you know I mean it's I'm not sure. You talking about was he? You talking about the Mbappe when he like uh, yeah yeah healed it? He like I know back healed it. Fell kind of slipped right before he like took the shot. You know, so he so he just sort of like kind of shot it at an like at an awkward angle, and so like he he didn't really have enough like momentum behind the kick to really like actually put it anywhere in the net. You know, so it just kind of went straight into the hands of Courtois, but. So that, I mean, there was that. And then there were other chances that they probably should have capitalized on. But whatever, they didn't, they won. That's what matters. Yeah. Um, even the kind of, I was listening to some stuff about, like, even French reporters, like, um, like the BBC did, like, their big preview for the World Cup. And he talked to, like, French reporters. And, like, they're like, how do you feel about the style, the defensive style? And they're like, we do not like it, but, you know, it wins, so whatever. That's kind of, like, even, like, <laughs> even French people don't really like, don't like that it's more of a defensive game or not a, uh, attacking style but they're like they're at the same time it's like yeah we want to win the world cup though also um talking about other criticisms um 
Hazard, future Real Madrid man, um, said... Maybe, but probably. <laughs> um, said, France played like Panama. Um, and if you're a, a Panama player or a Panama fan, you're like, thank you. That's such a compliment. Thank you for t- <laughs> saying that. I don't... Um, yeah, I, I don't like... The, this is a, the a most, thing that annoys me about soccer the most is this whole, like, we deserved it. And I don't know. Maybe you experience this because I don't... I, I'm not super familiar with La Liga. I mostly know it through you because you watch it a lot. But I don't know if you get these same criticisms because Atleti play a very uh, defensive style and it's in a similar vein of France. Like, I don't know if you get that where it's like, oh, well, they didn't play, like, real football or they didn't, like... They didn't play good football but they won like one nothing or something like that it's like it doesn't matter as long as we win yeah i mean i think um it is a dumb remark we can encapsulate sort of we can lump in courtois remark with with that i mean i think that that's just something someone says when they lose you know yeah i mean they're just we shouldn't kill them too hard, but it is stupid right. that they said it. It's well, it's, it's kind of unfair because like you, they lost this like this is the World Cup semifinal, and then like somebody's like, "What are your thoughts on losing this giant like enormous game?" It's like I'm mad. Oh no, I'm not. I'm not above criticizing. We can have Adam all we want. I'm just saying, you know, like that's why they were saying it, right? They were saying. Oh no, I mean, I, I I agree. We're agreeing. I'm just saying, like, I understand why he said it, but it was still a stupid thing to say. It was definitely a stupid thing to say. Uh, for a variety of reasons, I mean, number one, this was directed more at Courtois than at Hazard, but, um, you know, it's like, Chelsea's not exactly an attacking team. Oh, would you like to read the Griezmann quote? No, I'm good. I, we, we can just summarize. I mean, Griezmann was basically like, you know, what, what do you think? Do you think Chelsea and Atletico, like, play Barcelona-style soccer? No, of course they don't. They also play defensively. There's nothing in these in the history of these players like as far as club level is concerned that says that they're these great attacking defensive team or offensive teams um but i think you know the other thing is like that's sort of like lame about that remark aside from it just being like you know lame because it's like you know we deserved it even though we didn't actually like effectively capitalize on our chances um it's like the other aspect of that it's like why are you knocking panama what did panama ever do to you yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. It's just sort of like leave Panama out of it. <laughs> you gotta wonder what the Panamanians are thinking. They're like, what? Did, what do we have to do? Just leave us alone. We thought we were done with this whole World Cup stuff. Yeah, I know. It's just like, it's you know. Yeah, I mean, and plus, it's like you can say like, oh, they played like Panama, but I mean, again, you weren't able to score that many goals against them England scored six on them so I mean what does that say about how defensive are they really I mean if if anything it just says it says more about Belgium than it says about Panama Um, but anyway I mean you know that's it is what it is and on uh, on the Griezmann quote on his response to Courtois you know he plays a lot of Fortnite because he went straight for the head I don't actually know if you you'd had I assume you do I'd never played Fortnite (laughs) I mean, I play enough. I've played enough first-person shooters in my day to know that that's always the best thing to do. <laughs> right. Um, he Thor could learn a thing or two. You know what I'm. You you know what I'm talking about if you watch superhero movies. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we can move on. We can uh, we can talk about if it is or is not coming home. Um, 
I think we I think we know now, right? It's not. It's it missed its flight. It will not be coming home. Yeah. Um. Sorry, English fans. Oh, England. Oh, it started off so well. <laughs> it started off with it Kieran Beckham with that beautiful free kick in the fifth minute, and you just thought, like, yep, Croatia, they're dead. They got no <laughs> legs, and they had legs. Um, yeah, I think in the they, I think a lot of people said it is like they had to get another goal in the first half. I I know I said it in in our group chat where I was like, you know, England played really well, but. I'm nervous about being only up, up. Yeah, I'm English. Uh, I'm ner. I, it makes me nervous being a fake Englishman, uh, only being up one nothing. I just, I had a feeling that it wasn't enough, or at least not enough to like kind of coast. I thought that the the Colombia game showed that they had they could fight through adversity, but man, not like Croatia. Croatia was born to fight through adversity. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think you definitely nailed it, you know, as far as, like, I think their first half performance was very good. But, uh, yeah, in the dying minutes of the first half, it was already becoming apparent that Croatia was starting to take control of the game. And then by the second half, I mean, Croatia just totally dominated, like, on every front, you know, attacking, possession, um, defense defense was extremely solid as well. Uh, And then it just became practically no contest. Um... I think the two players to really signal out are Modric, of course, who just did, who was in every play and every at, at every at every moment, attacking defense, you know, passing vision, just he did everything. Um, Perisic was also amazing, not only for scoring the first goal, but I mean, he just, I mean, he was just like, he was not, he was he was unstoppable. Um, so you know, I mean, it, it just got to a point where the English were just holding on by, a, by, you know, for dear life, trying to, like, defend and trying to get the ball out and hoping to God that they would get to penalties. They did show a spark of brilliance at the start of uh, extra time, uh, but then, you know, it wasn't, wasn't enough. And then, uh, and then, of course, Mandzukic nailed it, nailed it home. Well, so. he nailed it home by uh, by McGuire and Stones falling asleep, but yes, but he did put it in the net. I mean, I'm not trying to take anything away from him. It was a good run or anything, but it was like, man, how did you let him that free? Well, you know, it was also like a superb. I think I'm not sure if it was Mod- it might have been Modric who 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 gave who made that assist. So it was a good pass too. Oh yeah, uh, it was a good. It was a it was a good. Everything was good across. except for the actual like on that play was good except for the actual d- defending. <laughs> like mm-hmm. so, like I'm not trying to take anything from Croatia, but it's like, come on, like at least give them a little bit of a challenge. Yeah, and I mean it's that. Well, I guess you could argue, you know, you could debate whether or not it would have been wise to like foul them at that moment because obviously he would have scored a penalty. But this is a semifinal of the World Cup, so maybe that's a chance you should take. Who knows? No, I mean. Um, they were up. It was tied, though. That's the thing, because that that would. Give yeah, it... that's true. It's all. There was also still like ten minutes left, so that, that's only really something you can do, like you know. Yeah. If you're absolutely certain they're going to score a goal, unless you intervene. Right. Um. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, that's really all I have to say about the game, though. I mean, if you, I don't know if you have any thoughts. Uh, I could do so. I think that I don't. I have a a a, a statistic for you. Um. So um. 
I don't want to take anything away from England. I thought they had a very good run, and I think they're going to be very good in the future. But uh, the last time they made it to the semifinal was the 1990 World Cup, the, the Gazetteers game. Uh, uh-huh. For for those that don't know, look look that up on YouTube if you don't know. Um, so do you do you know what happened after that? Like the Euro and the World Cup after that? Yeah, they like they like plunged in quality and you know became the mediocre <laughs> lackluster fest we've known England to be for pretty much their entire history since then until maybe like two years ago. Yeah, so basically in the Euro ninety two Euro, which apparently Denmark won, um they finished last in their group. They got two points. They got two draws in that. And then they didn't even make the 94 World Cup. So my point isn't necessarily to, like, shit on England or anything. It's more just like, man, this is probably the best opportunity you ever have to win a World Cup. <laughs> and that, and you, I was like, I don't want to be like, it's, you know, I don't want to, if I had an English person in front of me, I don't want to be like, hey, you should be proud of what your team did. Ian Wright. You should be proud. But, man, you really mess up a really big opportunity because you don't know when you'll be back in this position again. Right. Well, I mean, uh, a couple of thoughts on that. One, I mean, I feel like, you know, you can pretty much say that for just about any team because it's just not that many teams get to a semifinal of a World Cup let you know, let alone a final, or let alone win it. I mean, the World Cup's been with us now for uh, almost ninety years, and in those all those ninety years, um, only like I think eight countries have ever won the whole thing. That ever, and so eight countries. That's it. There are like a hundred and sixty something sovereign nations, and FIFA has like two hundred nations because they include like non-sovereign countries as well. And only eight of those countries have ever won it. So it's like, you know, it's just, that's just an opportunity that just straight up doesn't come around all that often for anybody, uh, let alone England. Well, I'm I'm specifically talking about how it broke for them. Like, they had, like, the quote-unquote easy side of the bracket. I mean, they had to play Colombia, but they had to play Colombia without uh, James Rodriguez. Um, Right. And they played Sweden. And Sweden's not a bad team, but they're not, like, a world beater. And then, you know... Croatia was coming off two, two uh, penalties. Uh, they basically played an extra game, so it just seemed like it was just, okay. Or they're gonna at least get to the final, and they didn't. They they Englanded it. Uh huh. Well, I also just think that I mean this might be my bias showing, but I actually think that in some ways England were very very lucky to have gotten as far as they did. Not. You know, not to try and be like, England sucks, but, you know, it's like, if we look at their performances in those key rounds, there I think there was a good amount of luck. I mean, the Columbia game, there definitely was some luck. I mean, you know, you can attribute, like, grit and nerve and mental, mental stamina, you know. Certainly, it takes a lot of mental grit and stamina to be able to win a game that the other team tied it in the last minute. Because usually when that kind of thing happens, right, where, like, a team ties it up in the 93rd minute that gives them like a jolt of <clears throat> a jolt of energy and enthusiasm that usually brings the other team down so the fact that they were they were able to hang in there against Colombia is definitely something to praise but i mean you know that game was a mess and they were really sloppy uh so was Colombia but i mean like you know 
they're if they're if they're this great team we say that they are, they should have been able to handle Colombia no problem. Uh, and then they were pretty good against Sweden, so I don't really have any criticisms for their performance against Sweden. Um, but you know, like the signs I think were there that like England was good, but they were not. They certainly weren't like this amazing team that you know we all thought we're going to bring it out. You know yeah, I mean? but so. you know, I mean, and it, their inexperience showed. There, uh, I think France sure. and England were tied for like the youngest teams in the World Cup. Um, it it kind of showed, and also Gareth Southgate hasn't been a manager for that long, or at least not on this level. Sure. I think he was managing Mil- Middlesbrough before he took over the England job. Um, but yeah, yeah. Um, I, whatever. I'm not English anymore, so <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I would say we definitely, I don't think we should, you know, I mean, it's like people love to do all these parallels of history. They're like, well, last time this happened, England, like, you know, slipped on a banana and now all the teams broke their backs and <laughs> they didn't go to a World Cup and blah, 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 blah. Well, I mean, and, that's know. why I wanted to put it like as a caveat that I was like, oh, okay, well, no, this... No, 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 I know. Yeah. It, it doesn't, look, I'm just... I'm just saying it for comedic effect. I'm not trying to criticize you. But what I'm saying is I don't think we need to worry about those, like, parallels. I mean, there's no reason to indicate that that's going to happen again. Right, and also uh, they uh, their youth teams are doing very good, uh, very well. Well, there you go. So I, I think they'll, they're, they'll be fine. I just thought it was an interesting interesting scenario, uh, not parallel, but an interesting, like, comparison to make, to think about. I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it just goes to show, like, you know, they got to – they got to hang in there, and obviously that, like you said, that squad is still very, very young, so they could easily get take another shot at it. Um, the Euro, you know, Euro twenty twenty will be key. They should definitely try to aim to win that. And um, the final and the semifinals are in England. Oh, there you go. Yeah, all the more, all the more, uh, all the more reason to to be annoyed the, by that song. That's right. So anyway, you know, Croatia. Superior to England on all fronts, with England showing brilliance and superiority in in moments through the for the game, but well deserved for Croatia. Sorry, England. Can I say a little thing, a bit about Croatia, and we can move on to our predictions? Uh, yeah, sure. The more I, I I'm not I I mean I knew Croatia had like Modric and um and Mandzukic and these players. I know they had very talented players. And even they're actually pretty good at basketball too. But like, I knew they had all these like great athletes in Croatia. That's all I really knew about Croatia. But also, I didn't not I did not know about all this stuff that was going on with like their football federation and all this stuff. Like what was going on? What was going on? So they got a bunch of legal issues. Apparently, Modric, when he goes back to Croatia after the World Cup, can face prison time for perjury over like these. Basically, the guy who like basically runs. Uh, is like the they call him the godfather of like Croatian football. Basically, something happened when he like a bunch of money that he did something with, and he basically some of the players lied about taking the money, and it's all this crazy stuff is happening. They also their manager, um, their manager was 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 um took over in the middle of qualifying, so he, they basically have a the Croatian Bruce Arena, except he's actually can man, he's actually a good manager. <laughs> well, that, that that is kind of an amazing. That is kind of an amazing set of circumstances. It reminds me of two thousand six with Italy, where you know 
most of those players were reeling from a huge scandal in Italy involving match-fixing, mostly from Juventus, right? But there were a lot of Juventus players on that team who, you know, Juventus got relegated, you know, they were punished by it with a relegation to their second division. Uh, so, you know, Italian football was also reeling from was also reeling from scandal, you know. So if we're into the whole parallel game, then maybe that means Croatia's going to win. There's actually a, um, a, a good portion of the Croatian like fan base that is actively rooting against Croatia because of the the it's so corrupt there that basically, like, if they win, if they lose, if they, they're, they're going to have to, like, they probably won't fire anybody now because they made it to the final, but they wanted them to, like, be not have a good World Cup because they wanted these people who are running the Federation to be out because that's how corrupt they are. Right. Well, I mean, I feel like they should get fired anyway, right, regardless of the results. I mean, they should, but... But, <laughs> but you don't know if they will. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, it is what it is. I mean, but moving beyond that, moving beyond sort of like this scandal like with Croatia, I mean, what do you think about Croatia just in terms of like, did you expect them at all to do as well as they did? Well, I didn't what pick them. I, I didn't pick them to get out of the group, but I was more of a... Um... I wanted Nigeria to, to to win, but I thought they I thought it was very possible they could. But I'm trying to think who do they oh they play who do they play in the we're on the sixteen? Uh Denmark, I believe. Denmark. Yeah, I mean I thought they would probably get to like the quarterfinals and lose to like like Spain, but you know, that that didn't happen because Spain lost in the round of sixteen. Yeah. Like if I had to like because my I did like a heart pick with Nigeria because I wanted Nigeria to do well, but I was like really probably I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if Croatia made it through the group. And I think they could probably they could definitely beat Denmark, which they did. And then I was like, okay, they'll lose to Spain, but then Spain didn't make it, so they they beat Russia in penalties. Right. Yeah, I mean, I um, this is one of those things where. But I think I think I we start... we definitely overlooked them, because there, there's also a there's a thing in like Croatian culture they they say like on the BBC thing where we're talking about Croatia you should listen to that it's actually pretty good. Um, I'm talking to uh, you and the audience. Um, they talk about how like in Croatian culture there's like they they have a superiority and an inferiority complex at the same time. They're very like vengeful and they think they're like the greatest. Because Lovren was saying like. I I like this might be lost in translation, so like take it for what it is. But he was like, I I he's like basically I carried Liverpool to the uh, the Champions League final, and I've taken um, Croatia to the World Cup final. I'm one of the best defenders in the world. And it's like, oh okay, all right, you're real confident. <laughs> <laughs> that is interesting. Yeah, I mean, all I was gonna say was just that. I mean, I like pretty much everybody. Except Oracle and Prophet Steve McManaman, um, uh, who did predict a Croatia-France final, which is insane. Um, so, you know, props to Steve McManaman. Um, but, you know, I mean, I certainly didn't expect him at all to make it to the final. Um, and I don't think anybody did. Although I will say that... Um, I will say that, you know, when you stop to think about it and you, and you start to think about who is actually on that team, 
it's one of those things where you're like, oh, well, yeah. Right, yeah, I, I, yeah, you know, I, I totally agree with that. Of course, you know, it's like you, you start to just look at the lineup and you're like, oh, God, well, of course. You know, I mean, and it's not just because of, like, who they play for. It's, like, who these players are. Mm-hmm. It's, like, Modric is arguably the best midfielder in the world and he plays for Real Madrid. Mm-hmm. And people have said that for years. Like, Modric has been a key in that side for at least five years now. Um, uh, you know, Mandzukic, I mean, just Mandzukic has been awesome and like, almost every club he's been, he, he's, he's played for, including Atletico, Simeone. Come on. Not, it was unfair that you let him go. Um, uh, you know, and then... Um, Rocky Teach has been freaking fantastic for Barcelona, another key player in that side. Uh, scored an awesome goal like two years ago against Real Madrid. Helped set up another, helps help set up that Messi upset later in that same game. Like Rocky Teach, another another G in the midfield, uh, and on and on we could go. And you just sort of look at this squad and you think to yourself, like I just said, it's like yeah, the pieces were there, uh, and we just kind of, but we totally. We totally missed it. We totally just didn't. We just totally didn't. It was totally off of our radars. Um, so, you know, good for Croatia. Yeah. Um, yeah. We we totally overlooked them. Um, I think everybody did. Most people did. Um, I guess we can get on to the. We could like step out here. We can give our predictions. And you know, one Diego, I've been a little mad at you because. I asked you for your predictions for the semifinals, and you gave me this BS where it's like my head and my heart. No, I want you to be a, be a man and put your name on it, or be a woman, whatever. Just put your name on it, uh, and, and I want you to tell me who's gonna win, who's gonna be the world champions. Oh man, uh, that's so funny. It's so funny you're saying that because I was just about to be all like, I don't want to make predictions. I hate making predictions. Um, the. I don't want to do it because I don't want to jinx it. Uh, well, you go first. Uh, I think France will win 2 1. I think Griezmann and Giroud scores. Giroud's got to score a goal eventually. And I uh, think Menzoukic scores for Croatia. I'm putting out scores on here. No, I mean, that's good. I mean, I think France will probably win, but. It's not crazy. I mean, obviously, you can say it's not crazy that Croatia could win the finals. Like, of course, because they're in the final. But, right. I mean, like, Croatia's doing, you know, Croatia has, like, a. I could see it. You know, I could see Croatia winning it, too. Um, I think, I mean, I do like what, what's his name? Who said it? I think it was, was it uh, Pogba? I think, where he said, you know, when we. When we got to the final of the Euro against Portugal, we honestly thought we had it. We we had it won. Uh, we're not going to make that same mistake again. Um, so you know, I'm hoping that that's the case. But I also think that France needs to be careful with that because you know when you get too focused on like narratives about like you. It, you must win this game or you need to make up for the fact that you did not win the Euro, etc., etc. Like, that can sometimes be dangerous, you know? And they need to kind of get beyond the whole psychology of it. Because I think it's the same problem that Argentina has, 
where it's like they're like Argentina has to win the World Cup, you know, for Messi, for history, to take his rightful place as Maradona's heir, you know, like all this crap. And I think that when you're under that kind of pressure, you can mess up. Croatia have no expectations, right? Nobody in their wildest dreams thought they were going to make it, so Croatia have no pressure at all. Uh, so, careful, France. Like, you know, be careful. Yeah, uh, one thing I was going to say, I was going to say, well, you know, if France scores first, but I was like, wait, they um, Russia scored first and England scored first, so... I don't know. I, I think it's very likely, not likely, but very possible for Croatia to win this. But I think I think um, I think France is too versatile to to let that happen. But I will say, just because I'm a I'm a jerk, how hilarious would it be if France like messed up two finals in a row in two major tournaments? I, would... I, I, I'd be pretty sad. I mean, I, I, I really want I, I really want Greasy to get his to get his World Cup. Like I would get to become world champion. I really want to see that I, that beautiful smile on his face. I, I want I, France I, to win too, but I also I would I would laugh if like France messed us up again. I mean, at least well, no matter what happens, at least at least an Atletico player gets to be world champion. So oh yeah, that's right. You're uh, uh, Velasco. Is that how you pronounce uh, it? It's kind of a weird name to pronounce because it's like it's like how do you pronounce that? Uh, it's pronounced Versalico. Okay, uh, and yeah, so Versalico, if, if Croatia wins, then he he gets to be he gets to be world champion. So that'll be pretty sweet. Big victory, by the way, for Atletico. You know, I really think that this World Cup is evidence that like we have really improved because it's like there are I think there are more Atletico players playing in this final than there are Real Madrid or Barcelona fans or team players. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, uh, there's five. I think um, right. Yeah. I believe so. Yeah. Um, we can wrap it up, but one more thing: Do you say Trippier or Trippier? I don't know. I don't follow. I thought his name was. You're dropping out a little bit, but I'm gonna wrap it up anyway. I assumed his name was French, but apparently, like the American announcer say Trippier. I don't know. Okay. I have no idea. I'm not the guy to ask. All right. Okay. I. So what, what kind of fake Frenchman are you? I don't know. <laughs> anyway, all right. Well, that's our preview. Um, Juan Diego once again has squealed his way out. I was making a real prediction, but um, anyway, uh, it's good to have you back, Bud. Um, have uh, yeah. hope is everything's going well in the desert. Um, but um, we're on Facebook. I just made an Instagram. I don't know what I'm gonna do with the Instagram, but follow it anyway. Uh, we're on Twitter. I don't really use that, but still follow that too. Um, but mostly the Facebook if you want to do something with the podcast. Follow the Facebook, Twitter, um, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, share, uh, SoundCloud, share, subscribe. Uh, Greg's thing is, Greg's SoundCloud is GP Nova. Um, and yeah, uh, have fun watching the World Cup and we'll be back to talk about what happened in it. Anyway, bye. Bye bye.